Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and this is Mario's Minutes. This is the fourth episode of a monthly podcasting series in which I really just talk about whatever the hell I want to. Occasionally, I have guests on here, sometimes I don't, but let's see, so far including this episode, we've done five episodes. The first one was episode zero, which is just kind of a beta test just to get kind of a dry run and to see how it all goes. Uh, episode one was just by myself. That was released in January. And then February and March uh, both had guests on them. So I thought those were pretty solid episodes. If you'd like to check them out, feel free to. If you are wondering where you can check this out at, this is probably going to be, of course, by default on YouTube, where this is on my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011, and this is planned to be released on the final Wednesday of every single month. It has started this year, which is why we're only four episodes in officially here, uh, but I digress. That's how it all goes. So that's where at least the video form is and where you can leave comments, whatever it might be. Uh, but if you're wanting a audio only version, because this is a podcast first and the visuals are going to come second, but if you're wanting a audio only version, uh, you can find it on iTunes, on Google Play Music, Podbean, and pretty much any of your favorite podcast apps that are available. I am stressing that because there were some people in previous episodes that asked, hey, this is great, but is there any way I can get a download of it? And yes, I th this is a podcast. I'm just when I put it up on YouTube I'm just adding that to put up on there so uh, that's about it with it all but it's gonna be a little bit of a different episode first all first of all if I sound a little bit different like my environment might not sound uh, the same as it did before uh, that is because I'm in a different environment I'd actually end up moving recently so uh, in March I moved so it was over a month ago yeah I had to think on it, it was over a month ago now at this point and uh, everything went well thankfully uh, just like my previous move I ended up breaking exactly one snow globe uh, this one wasn't really mine directly so <laughs> I have kind of I don't know if it's a superstition or just a coincidence thing like I, I I'm not believing in any mojo or whatever it is uh, but I have noticed that the past two moves I've had a snow globe has broken. I like snow globes. I have a small collection of them. Funny enough, the, the same person, my, one of my best friends, Sean, has gotten all of them for me. Uh, and during my initial move, like, you know, the the one where I, a big move that I had is what I mean by initial. Um, but my last move, everything was fine except for one snow globe. And that was completely my fault. Uh, I remember I found like my four snow globes I had in a box and it was one of the last boxes I had and I had this logic like I, I swear I thought this I was just like oh man it's so great that none of these broke can you imagine if one of these broke uh, of course my dumbass ends up dropping one of them it cracks and I had to throw it away and I hit up my friend Sean I told him like dude I broke one of your snow globes and he's like oh it's it's okay I'm gonna be traveling soon so I'll just get you another one uh, and then even this time around what happened was I had nearly everything unboxed and I put up my snow globes and I noticed one of them was kind of a little bit off and when I grabbed it it was wet and then I noticed it was dripping on me so I had to leave it in the sink until trash day and then I ended up putting it in the trash so that one was just kind of a casualty of the move the first one was my own fault but whenever I move the next time I'm probably gonna break another snow globe that's most likely what's going to happen so uh, we'll see if it's three for three but so far it's two for two for broken snow globes aside from that uh, I did not lose anything and uh, the only other casualty we had was somehow, I guess, when it was being moved in, my bed frame, uh, it, it looks like a bear kind of clawed the side of it. 
So I did let the movers know of that. They apologized. This is after everything was paid for and all that stuff. And they were great. But they asked, like, hey, is there is there anything we could do? I was like, no, it's, it's fine. It's already done. It's paid for. Like, I don't I don't care that much. It, it's all good. I'm just going to if if you cover it with a blanket, no one's going to notice. It's fine. So that's been about it. But what I'm most happy about with it is, of course, nothing was lost. The last time I moved, I still can't explain this, but I lost every pair of casual shoes I owned. Uh, even my flip-flops, I lost, uh, I, I had, you know, all my other stuff. I had hundreds, even thousands of dollars worth of electronics. All those were fine. All of my games were fine. All of my kitchen stuff was fine. Anything you could think of was fine. But even my dress shoes, my dress shoes I had, I had like several pairs of dress shoes. I got all of them. But the only pair of casual shoes I had after the move was the pair that was on my feet. And it was the weirdest thing. And I still can't explain it. But uh, what the moving company did was, you know, we had everything, you know, packed up and then loaded on the truck and they unloaded it. And they had stickers that they put on every single box. So what they would do is, you know, they were bringing everything in and they said, hey, uh, we're going to name off all these numbers and we need you to check off on all that. So, you know, they they label everything, they number it, they get it all down on their paper, and then it's up to me to check off everything. And then I have to sign off saying, yes, I have every single box. And, you know, I did my final walk out of the previous, previous apartment. So there were no shoes there from what I remember. But I remember I unbox everything because one of my things is I hate moving boxes. So I try and unpack as fast as I can. And I I was able to, this is the longest unpacking it's taken me, but I got all of my moving boxes unpacked in six days with this, with, with the house here. So I've been happy with that. Point is, going back to the shoe story, uh, I unboxed everything and I think in four or five days and I was just thinking, okay, okay, I can't find the shoes here. It's going to be in the next box. It's going to be in the next box. It's going to be in the next box. The shoes never showed up. I even waited like two weeks, and I still didn't find them. I checked my car. I checked everywhere else. I couldn't find them. And so what ended up happening was I emailed the uh, the people who were handling the move, and I said, hey, look, um, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm genuinely not, but I kind of ran into a bit of a weird issue. Um, I can't find any of my casual shoes. I can find my dress shoes, but, like, I can't even find my flip-flops. Like, any pair of casual shoes that I owned, I cannot find. Everything else made it in the move, except for my casual shoes. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, if you guys... Did you guys have a box of shoes that was on your truck? Um, if you did, it might have been mine. If you can let me know, that'd be awesome. And they emailed me back and said, no, we did not. So... Uh, have you checked all your boxes? Maybe you need some more time to unpack. And I said, I have unpacked every single box. I'm telling you, I have no casual shoes. I even waited a couple weeks to email you all because I wanted to see if they would show up and they haven't. Uh, this is the only thing that's moving, that's missing from the move. Honestly, everything else has been here except for my like four or five pairs of casual shoes. So they said, okay, well, we're going to look at our records. And they got back to me and they said, well, our records show that you received every single box. And I said, I know, I, I can confirm this. I remember this very clearly. I remember that you guys did give me every box and I signed off, which is why I'm so confused on this because this is the only thing that's missing. So is there anything we could do? And they said, well, look, um, tell us how much, you know, your shoes were, how many pairs you're missing and we can reimburse you partially. 
So I did, and they came back and said, well, we can only give you this much, which wasn't very much. But in short, it was like, we can give you like 25 bucks. And I was like, you know, that's fine. Totally, whatever I can get, I don't care. Like if this can partially pay for a pair of shoes or can buy me a cheap pair of shoes, I don't mind. It's just, it's kind of throwing me off my, my zen here that I can't find any. And I almost thought the same thing happened. So I'm happy that didn't. But it was indeed this time one of like the last 10 boxes that I unboxed. It was my shoes. So nothing was lost this time around. Very happy about that. So good times. But yeah, going back to the current move here. So as I said, I went from an apartment to a house. I'm liking the house here, liking the space. Lily's liking the space as well too. Her new thing is obsessing over rabbits uh, today so today when i'm recording this this is sunday april 22nd my girlfriend was over and we like you know we were cooking and doing other stuff and lily was just staring out the window at rabbits for at probably at least four or five hours and that's her thing she's barked at them before but like i i guess there's just not as much movement as there was in the apartment complex so now over here it's just mostly rabbits that she's going to bark at and she didn't even pay attention to the dogs that much that were out it was more rabbits so i don't know but all i can tell you is i don't really trust her around rabbits she's tried to chase them several times and i'm pretty sure if i had a pet rabbit here she would try and eat it or turned into something whatever it was so Everything's been good here, thankfully. Got my entertainment center set up, got my office set up here. Um, I'm probably not going to do a tour video, honestly. I know some of my friends have asked me to do a tour video. I'm not going to. I didn't do one for my last apartment, funny enough, out of all the years I had that apartment. Nobody ever asked me <laughs> to do a tour video. So I kind of looked at it was, as was like, if, if no one's asking and I don't feel like doing one, I don't think we need to make one. So it's all good, but even... At most, if I ever do any type of tour video, it would probably be like my office here because people ask me what type of computer I have or what my setup is, whatever it is. Uh, and I've been happy with it here. Uh, I actually end up getting a lot of soundproof paneling as well, too. I got like two packages worth. So uh, I end up putting it all behind my monitors here. I put it in some of the corners of my office and it's not perfect, but it does make a big difference here. And it's nice, again, having a room that's only allocated to this. And in my previous setup, like in my apartment, my office was both my storage and my office. Uh, so it's interesting and nice enough here where now my office is only my office and I have a separate area for storage completely. So it kind of throws me off when I come in here and I'm like, oh, I don't I don't have all my other spare game systems and all my other spare parts and my other my soldering equipment like none of that is here uh, and I have some plans for you know upgrades here and there moving things around but for the most part right now I'm pretty happy where everything is situated so that's nice that's been nice uh, my computer was also one of the last things I end up hooking up because I knew explicitly as I said I like getting all my stuff moved and unpacked and I said to myself, like, if, if I hook up my computer, my productivity is going to go down because I'm going to spend a lot of time on my desktop. And that is indeed what happened. Like the, the, the next to last day or the last day when I was unpacking stuff, I was unpacking things slower because I was on my desktop a bit more. So I kind of had to starve myself from that. But oh, well, first world problems. It's It's been nice enough. So I do have my desktop here. I have everything set up, you know, the way I'm liking it. Uh, and then I have uh, my game systems all on the side here, the ones that I'm playing. So I think right here, I'm kind of just looking on the side, but I got my Switch, got a Xbox, Xbox 360, 
Xbox 360 again, because one's hard modded, one is just flashed, uh, and then jailbroken PS4, uh, stock PS4 Pro, and my Switch dock, so more than enough on there. Speaking of Switches, speaking of Switches, I, I do have a story for this, so I'm not going to go in as much detail, because I want to make a video on this, which I'm going to further detail, uh, but I had to RMA my Switch again. <laughs> in short, so for anybody who does not know, uh, I've had, I, I feel like I've had the worst luck in terms of the Switch. You know when you might have a friend, or maybe you are that friend, but either way you might know someone who they're generally good with electronics, but for some reason they just have horrible luck with one specific thing. I have a few friends where this is phones, where they take care of their stuff, they're very anal about the condition of it, uh, you know, they're respectful of their electronics, but for some reason, every phone they get, they they, they go through at least four or five of that model because of various issues here and there. So I am like that person, but with the Switch. My first RMA, uh, it was in no particular order here. Um, first art, like I had, okay, I don't even remember the exact order, but point is I had RMA my Pro Controller because I charged it one time and when the battery depleted, it never worked again. It just, it died. The complete, the, the controller, the entire controller died. So I had to RMA that. Uh, I had a typical left Joy-Con connectivity issue where it was like disconnecting and it was, you know, not responding properly. I had another left Joy-Con issue in which, uh, which one was that? That one, it would not connect wirelessly at all to my Switch. It worked if you connected it um, wired, like not wired, but if you connected it physically to the Switch. But as soon as you released it, the thing charged fine. The thing was searching, but it never connected. And then my fourth RMA was the Switch itself, which uh, that one, I end up having my Switch in my bag, and one day I I didn't put it in sleep mode. I saw it was just on the main menu, and I said, you know what, it's going to turn off automatically, and I kept it in there for four hours, and it never turned off, so it baked itself, and it was having, like, it, it, it was just physically it was a little bit ruined, so I ended up returning it. Uh, I, I did an RMA on that, and I got a new one back. But this time, uh, I'm in short dealing with a bent switch, and it's noticeably bent. I actually, I took photos of it, I showed it to several coworkers. I showed it to several friends. Every single person I showed it to said, yes, it's bent. Uh, the only, the closest, the closest I got to a no was I asked a coworker, I was like, hey, is this bent? And he was like, yes, wait, it, well, it's not straight. If that's what you're asking, because then the thing is, I had people that were even wondering, they're like, well, oh, yeah, it's bent. Well, is it is it not supposed to be bent? Like, is this is this an optical illusion? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just yes or no question. So my switch was bent. I swear I've noticed it for a while uh, after I got my switch back, which was in November. And it's April now that I sent it out. Uh, but in November, I ended up getting it back. And I swear, even then, I noticed that after a short play period, it was a little bit bent. But I've spent the past few months kind of convincing myself, no, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's fine. It was last week, however, when it finally got to the point where I did something, because I was loading it in and out of my dock, and I noticed when I tried docking it, it was a little bit rougher than normal. Like, there was resistance, which there shouldn't be. And I tried docking it, undocking it, and there was still that resistance there. 
And then I have a second switch, which which is on uh, firmware 3.0.0 uh, for, you know, homebrew and all that stuff, the limited amount that's out. But I took that and I compared it and I tried docking that and it docked just fine. And I compared them physically and side to side. And I, I also, again, I had friends check this out as well, too. And the conclusion was bent switch. But the scary thing is, it seems like it's starting... It seems like on the back of the switch, there's a little bit of a bulge where the battery would be. Now, I cannot confirm this myself because I never opened it up. So I, I did send it to Nintendo. And thankfully, Nintendo, I was able to reason with them, negotiate a bit. Uh, but they're just doing this, even though it's out of warranty uh, by about a month. They're just doing this free of charge. Uh, so I'm going to detail that in the video that I'm going to do. So look out for that in hopefully May, I would say. Either way, though, what ended up happening was uh, my friend Devin was over, and the one I do, uh, Paranoid Coder, he was last month's guest, and he's the one who I do uh, mod chat with, but he had felt it, and he it looked like he had like PTSD. He kind of felt it with his finger, and he's like, no, 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 that's there's a very noticeable bulge right there. Like That might be a battery issue. Your battery might be getting ready to start exploding or expanding a little bit. And he used to do cell phone repairs, so I trust his opinion pretty well. It was to the point where with him, I believe he had a Pixel, a Pixel phone, which the battery started to go bad on it, and he noticed it just from the smell. He said that he was like on his phone one day, and he noticed kind of a sweet smell, and he had PTSD to the... <laughs> Um, to the batteries that he had that were swelling up and exploding um, in his repair shop that he was working in. So he was noticing that. He also tested out a few things, but just, just from smell, he was able to notice that. So when he was saying, he's just like, yeah, no, this is just coincidentally right here where the battery is. I'm going to trust him on it. And again, it's kind of a Schrodinger's cat thing. It's like, hey, uh, the, the battery could be bulging. But it might be perfectly fine. But because I have not opened up the Switch, I cannot confirm. And because I didn't open up the Switch, I was able to send it back to Nintendo. So that's all I'm going to leave it there for now. Because again, I want to make a video on this where I'm going to be much more detailed. And I'd like to spare the details for that. But I am currently Switchless right now, unfortunately. Uh, really disappointing because, like, one, I didn't really want to RMA it again. Uh, and two... South Park The Fractured But Whole is coming out this Tuesday, and I was really looking forward to playing it. Now, I do have it on PS4, but I was very much looking forward to playing it uh, on the Switch on the go. So, I won't be able to do that for hopefully no more than like a week or so. Uh, it does coincide with th this recent release, though, with God of War. So, God of War ended up coming out on the PS4, and this is a complete reboot I would say because you don't need to play the previous ones to know much about this one here but I'm only a few hours in and it's excellent so far really all the reviews all the hype I've been seeing has been well deserved I've been excited for this game since I saw the announcement at E3 where they went all out with it and it is fantastic. It is the the pacing on it is perfect. The gameplay, uh, the fighting has not gotten boring to me. The visuals are absolutely incredible. The sound design is amazing. I I don't have a single thing to complain about with this game so far. I my only thing is, and this is a personal thing, is that I have to restrict myself from playing it right now because see. My girlfriend is actually really interested in Greek mythology and such. So I know some people might be yelling and saying, this is Norse. I understand that. And I've told her that. And I was like, hey, do you want to 
do you want to kind of play through this together? And she said, okay, sure. Now, because she's not really that much of a gamer, she's she enjoys Let's Play, she enjoys watching games. So I was like, you know what, I can play the game and you can watch it. And we've played through several games like that and she's enjoyed it. So that's what we've been doing for this. But she asked, like, well, I, I asked her, you know, recently, I was like, hey, would you like me to, you know, wait for you to come back and then we can play it later? And she said, yeah, sure. So now j just out of respect for her and also myself so I can not feign excitement or anything, I'm just not playing the game if she's not around. I'm only going to play it if she is wanting to watch it be played. So that's going to be just, th that's why, honestly, that's why South Park was trying to tide me over. Because I was just like, you know what? That's fine. Over the weekend, we can play God of War. I'll get a little bit out of my system. And then whenever I'm not playing God of War, I can play South Park. And then when I'm not playing South Park, whenever she's available, I can play God of War. And it will be great. But... Again, I'm not going to have, you know, it on Switch here available. And also, because I'm getting it on Switch, I don't really want to play much of it on the PS4 because I don't want to get super far in and then, you know, have to restart completely all over on Switch. I've probably gotten, like, a decent way through, but I talked about this last year. There's a lot of games that are on PS4 and other platforms that I'm fascinated in and really enjoyed, but the Switch is definitely my preferred platform right now. So there's been games that I've beaten just because I have them on the Switch, um, because I'm playing them more, and I'm playing them in my preferred platform. Uh, so South Park, I feel like I will beat it, like the Fractured But Whole, I will beat it on the Switch. I still haven't finished it on PS4, but I'm just kind of waiting on that. So that's been all good. <laughs> it's It's been a fun time. But no, God of War, if if you have this game, honestly, if you have, if you have a PS4 and you don't have this game, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Um, the only people I could think of who would not like it are people who just do not like single-player games at all. And I have a few friends like that who, they don't do any single-player games. They are only multiplayer, multiplayer buffs, big multiplayer people have to be playing with others, and that's fine. Uh, because also, God of War, it doesn't have any type of co-op, so, you know, it is what it is. But either way, though, uh, been a fun time on that, so I think for now, uh, she did recommend Shadow of the Colossus to me, she isn't my girlfriend, because she knows I picked that up, and she asked me, like, hey, did you ever finish Shadow of the Colossus, and I was like, no, wait, that's actually a good game for, uh, for like, me to play during this downtime, because I can't play God of War, because you're not going to be around, and I can't play, what was the other game, um, I can't play the Fracture But Whole because I'm not going to have my Switch, and I do have the game pre-ordered, so I'm going to be picking that up. Um, but Shadow of the Colossus, it's a good game, have not finished it on PS4 yet, and she doesn't really need to be present for the story. I was just like, yeah, no, all I really need to tell you right now is like I can tell you the ending, and to get to that ending, there's going to be about 10 bosses that I'm going to need to fight. So that's why with God of War, I even told her, I was like, yeah, even if I play like 20 or 30 minutes of it, you're going to be missing out on a good chunk of story. And she's interested, she's legitimately interested in the storyline now. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to do disservice. It's, it's kind of like watching a TV show with your significant other. You know, like you might have your own TV shows, your significant other has their own TV shows, but if you find something that you two want to catch up on and you want to watch it together and stuff, when they're away and you have free time, you're out of respect for them, you're probably not going to be watching this show Maybe you even shouldn't be watching that show. I know some people are different, and I know... <laughs> I don't remember where I read this, but there was one thing I read where it was a... It was a surprising 
percentage of couples, one of the major things they get like that sparks an argument is when they both find a show on Netflix that they like and one of them ends up watching the rest of the series without the other. Like they they sit down, they watch it and they start watching episodes one, two, three, four. And then, you know, let's say the girlfriend just can't for a while. So the boyfriend, he over the next two or three weeks, he spends some time watching the rest of it. And then when the girlfriend finally says, hey, I want to watch this, boyfriend says, oh, I already know what happened. And then, you know, at that point, it's like, you don't, you might not want to watch it with someone else who it's like you, you were going in this together and they just raced ahead of you. So plenty of things on there. But oh, well, again, just first world problems on that. <laughs> Oh man, speaking of video games though, one thing that I had gotten that I decided to treat myself to is the GCHD. Now, I'm I go through phases with game systems uh and that's not only interest but you know modding as well too. So last year at one point it was the PS2 and then it was the Xbox with the PSP and then I think the Xbox again uh and then Right now, it seems to be the GameCube. That's kind of what I'm focusing my sights on a little bit. I end up getting some other systems. I actually end up purchasing. I They're still coming in. Uh, but I purchased a Spice, like an Orange Spice GameCube. I was able to find one for a decent deal. So uh, I was able to get one. Had to import it from Japan. Uh, but that's going to be coming in the mail here soon. I end up getting a complete in-box GameCube for a pretty reasonable price as well, so that's going to be coming in. And all these systems I'm getting, I'm making sure they are the DOL-001 models, not the DOL-101 models. Uh, so I think I'm going to have every color because I have the silver GameCubes that my friend gave to me that I didn't know that he gave to me, but he did. I have my purple one, which I use. I've wanted a black one again for a while. I had a black GameCube when I was a kid. I sold it. I've wanted one for a while. Uh, one, because I like the aesthetic of it, and two, I just want to take my black Game Boy player and take it off my mismatching purple GameCube and put it on the bottom of the black GameCube, and I'll be happy. Uh, and the orange spice one, I I'm getting that because, you know, it's it's always looked cool, it looks nice, and it was a Japan exclusive, so I do have a few things planned for those. I've gotten a few other parts and some other goodies, but as I said, coming back around to this, I did get the GCHD, and in case you do not know, uh, the GCHD, it is a GameCube to HDMI adapter and what it does it just plugs into the back of the GameCube you hook up your HDMI from your TV or your monitor and then you can play on your screen in glorious HDMI directly from the GameCube uh, with whatever native resolution you're using it's, it could be 480i 480p or any of the weird European standards. So you might be thinking if, if you don't know that much about the GameCube and that's fine you might be thinking okay so so it's it, it it's just an HDMI adapter, big deal. Why are you spending an entire segment talking about this? You know you can go to Amazon and get one of those composite to HDMI things for ten bucks. Why don't you just do that? Well, here's where the complexity of the GameCube itself comes into play. So there are a few different video outputs. There's of course um, coaxial, which or RF, I guess you can technically do that with the GameCube. Uh, then there is composite, which is the typical yellow, red, and white cables, uh, S-Video, which does look better, sure. Uh, in Europe, they have RGB SCART. In the U.S., they do not. And then there's Component, where in the U.S., we have Component, but in Europe, they do not. You guys get RGB SCART. So uh, you could try any of those methods. So for anyone saying, why don't you just get the Component cables, I'm sure you can get some for cheap enough because, yeah, that's logical. You can get really cheap original Xbox and PS2 Component cables. 
You can't do that with the GameCube. In fact, I would encourage you, look up GameCube component cables right now on eBay, and I'm sure you're going to be shocked at how much they are. And now look up the GCHD, and I'm sure maybe you looked up the GCHD prior, uh, and if you didn't, it's $150. So maybe you kind of did this thing of, why the hell would you pay $150 for that? To, oh my god, why would people pay this much for component cables? And then kind of thinking like, all right, still, why would you pay $150 for this? But it's a better deal than those component cables, and at least it's, you know, more futurized, so... That's when it all comes into play here. Yes, it is. It's a good solution. It's cheaper than the component cables are right now. And the reason why component cables are so expensive is because I'm going to kind of boil it down to a basic reasoning here. They have a essentially a hardware DRM on them. If you look on the back of a GameCube, you have a multi-AV out. And which that's where the typical, you know, uh, composite, compo uh, composite adapters would come out. And then you have digital out. And that digital out is where the... GameCube component cables would hook up to. So the component cables have a physical level of DRM on them. Uh, there is a, I guess you could say a chip on there that has never been fully reverse engineered, kind of until now. Uh, but in short, you know, Chinese companies were not able to reverse engineer it. So that's why you don't see any cheap component cables for the GameCube coming out of China. Uh, there's been some people years and years ago that tried, but they either failed or they kind of just put the project on hiatus. But recently, in the past year or two, we've seen some more solutions come out. Uh, I think there was the GC HDMI or the GC video. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was an open source project where you can essentially take it and flash it to a mini HDMI board, and then you have to install it you have to like do a little bit of a cutout on the gamecube itself you have to install it in there and you have to actually solder it to the gamecube itself you have to solder it directly to the av out on there, the, the digital av out uh, so you do all that and then you can just take a mini hdmi cable to a regular hdmi and hook it up that way and you can flash it you can update it um, and it has a menu with a lot of other options and it's cool but that's also a really difficult install. Not everyone wants to open up their GameCubes. That's understandable. The people that do want to open up their GameCubes, a lot of them probably don't want to attempt this modification. And that's understandable as well. So now we're looking into, okay, we seem to have the internal uh, issue resolved where if you feel like spending some money and doing it yourself and possibly risking a botched GameCube, you can do it. Or if you want to spend a lot of money having someone else do it who's an expert at it, you can do that. But what if you have, let's say you have multiple GameCubes, or you don't want anyone opening up your GameCube? What are your options? Well, now people have been taking that idea, and even, you know, the, the code and such, and externalizing it. So then what the GCHD does is it has those same features of an internal modification, except it's all external. You take it, you pop it into both ports, the regular like multi-AV out and the digital AV out, and you just plug it in and then you can plug in your HDMI cable on the side and that's it. Uh, aside from that, if you want to access any of the extra features, you do need a universal remote, as I understand. There's not a multi-button combination from what I've read anywhere. So I need to pick up probably 
I'm probably going to go to the dollar store and see if I can pick up a cheap uh, Universal remote just for a dollar. <laughs> but uh, what you can do is there is a button and LED on the back and you can just take those and you could sync it up to a uh, IR remote and then you can control, you know, other things such as um, mainly scan lines and, you know, adjust a few other things so you can fully utilize it. But even if you don't have a IR remote set up to it, it works perfectly fine. Uh, I think every, if not, like, almost every, if not all GameCube games, uh, US GameCube games, I mean, do this, where what you do is if you need to play in progressive scan, which that's what you should be doing if you have this thing, when you boot up the game, just hold down the B button, and eventually at one point, it's either going to immediately ask you, or it's going to play through some cinematics, and then it's going to ask you, like, hey, you're trying to activate progressive scan. Do you want to activate it? And then you could say yes or no. Obviously, here you say yes, and then you can play it at 480p. 480p, yes, it's a very low resolution, but I'm telling you, oh my god, it looks like games look beautiful on this. They look beautiful. I had some friends over. Uh, we ended up trying it out for the first time there, and we ended up playing uh, F-Zero GX. And first off, my god, that game is hard. Second, uh, very fast. Third, though, the game looked incredible. Yes, it, it looks old. Yes, there are jaggies everywhere. But what I mean is just the colors were so rich. Everything just like popped out, like especially the menus, everything was just popping out. And I didn't know the GameCube could look that clear. It, it, to me, it's probably looked clearer than what I've seen from the original Xbox or what I've seen, of course, from the PS2. The PS2 has a very, very noisy component output. The original Xbox... The better cables you have, the better output you're going to get. Uh, now, I have monster-branded HD, like, component cables, and there's still a little bit of noise there, I've noticed, um, but it's it's reasonable enough. Like, it's, it's to the point where, you know, you're playing a game, it's not going to bug you at all. But the GCHD, my god, this thing is perfect, aside from that price, you know, it's 150 bucks. but I wanted to spoil myself a little bit, I decided to splurge. I would say it was worth it, though. And my friends who were playing, they were just super impressed and freaking out about it and they all loved it one of my friends who he was heavily into f-zero gx he was just mind blown he was just like i can't believe like i'm i'm looking at this it's so clear it's sharp it's crisp it's you know 60 frames a second like this looks incredible because i the two other guys i was playing this with i doubt that they had ever seen progressive scan out of the gamecube games that they were playing <laughs> um i hadn't either uh i guess you know the wii sure and that's even another thing so backtrack maybe about 10 minutes i'm sure people might even be asking well why don't you just pick up a wii and do component output through that you can and that that's a good idea too although the wii's component output is noticeably lower quality than gamecube component output so again if you if you want the true best quality you can get out of gamecube games uh, in terms of just natively, not I'm not talking about emulation, I'm talking about natively, you have to get component cables for the GameCube, or you have to get something like this. Now, if you're starting to price things out and all that, let me grab a drink of water. Excuse me, but if you're starting to price things out and all that fun stuff, uh, you might be noticing that there's the Zelda X Pro adapter. Uh, I think it's the plug-and-play version 3.0. There's the GCHD, and then uh, Badass Consoles has one that's going to be coming out as well, too. And badass consoles, I have faith in that, but it's just taking so long to come to market is the problem. Um, then Zelda X Pro's adapter, you're probably going to see that and see that, you know, it's it's much cheaper. To, it's $100. Um, so yeah, it's still expensive, but $50 less. So right now, the two existing options that you can purchase right now, 
I even use that loosely, but, and I'm going to explain, but the two that you can purchase right now are the GCHD and the plug and play 3.0. Now, the reason why I went with the GCHD is, uh, several reasons, but one of them, uh, it's, it, the rollout has been great on that. Uh, it's properly manufactured. It comes in a really cute chibi GameCube case. Uh, the build quality is fantastic on there. It's gotten stellar reviews all across the board. It's been a tried and true method to this, uh, and it's readily available. You can find it on Amazon right now. You can find it on Amazon, Amazon Prime, get it shipped to your house in two days. It's there. It's available. And if you don't like Amazon, you can get it on several other different websites. It is readily available. Like, they made sure to stock it properly. Now... If you want to save 50 bucks and get the plug and play 3.0, you're going to save $50. However, um, first of all, and I'm not trying to bash on anyone. I've never spoken with the guy personally, so I have no ill will towards this individual. But the person, Zelda X Pro, the person I keep referencing here, he is the one who has designed and built these and he sells them. So, first of all, you're dealing with a one-man operation. You're dealing with one person who has one product who is built designing and building and selling and shipping these all by himself he doesn't have a manufacturing plant he doesn't have a you know a manufacturing process all over he's not dealing with amazon and 20 other resellers it's all him so if you want to buy one you can't even do it instantly you have to go to his website at least the time i record this you have to go to his website and get on a wait list to purchase one and then when your name comes up in the wait list you can then have the opportunity to give him the $100 to get one and have it shipped over. So you're going to look at a much longer process, I'm sure. Uh, even if it's a week or two, it's going to be a longer process. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to be a longer process. Uh, secondly, they are the, the adapter that it comes in, the casing, is 3D printed. 3D printers are awesome. I had one. Uh, it was great. It was fun. Uh, but you're dealing with something professionally done and manufactured and shipped out versus something that is, you know, kind of built together, flashed, and then three put into a 3D printed box. So that's really up to you. What I'm saying is you, you are paying for cheaper quality products there. Um, the third thing is the individual's history. Now, as I said, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about him directly uh, because that'd be unfair. He's never said any will, it will towards me. I've never said anything towards him. I don't know the guy. He doesn't know me. That That's how it is. But it is factually shown that his previous products, um, he seemed to be a little bit unskilled when working on them. When working on the original plug and play, he was on a few forums asking, how do I do this? How do I do that? What about this? How do I flash this? How do I do that? Uh, asking very basic questions. Uh, to the point where it was like you're looking at him like, dude, you're you're super under like you 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 want to build this thing and sell it, but you you don't know step zero like what's going on here. Uh, but lo and behold, a few months later, he developed the plug and play version one, and he was trying to sell it, and it was kind of a bit of a PCB sandwich. Again, the quality was lacking on it. Version two came out. Apparently, that had some revisions. I don't know what it is, but that was also. As many other professionals said, a PCB sandwich. It wasn't a professional product. It was something that was kind of cobbled together. And then, to make things worse on that, it was actually killing off GameCubes. Now, I know some people are going to say, oh, well, he dropped the GameCube. Metal Jesus dropped the GameCube. It's all his fault. It's all Kelsey's fault. It's not. It's not, It's not though. Uh, not only 
The video I'm referencing, there was a video that Metal Jesus Rocks did in which he reviewed this product and gave it a very stellar review. Then he made a follow-up video saying that this product killed his device. And a lot of people were saying, that was your fault. You guys dropped the console. It wasn't supposed to be dropped. It, it, was, it was a fault of the fall. And his response was always, look at the video. Look at the footage. I slowed it down and zoomed in on it. As the GameCube is falling, it is still hooked up, and as it is in the air, it gets zapped. The power cuts out to the GameCube as it is in the air, before it even touches the ground. So that thing was dead on arrival, <laughs> in terms of, you know, GameCube coming down to the ground. Now, there's other people who are not Metal Jesus Rocks. Several other people had said, yeah, I was, I, I was using this plug-and-play, and I was playing my GameCube for a few hours, and, you know, I turned off, turned back on, didn't work. Or, you know, I had to switch discs or something, or I had to adjust it. Like, I kind of yanked on the controller a little bit too hard, and my GameCube stopped working. Or, I kind of just barely touched my GameCube. Like, I, I just moved it over so I can get a drink that was next to it, and the GameCube stopped working. So, there were many people who were having this. And, of course, you know, I feel like the reputation of this was tarnished. Now, to make things better, um, Zelda X Pro, I believe he worked with all of these people... To anybody who had a version 1 or version 2, he offered to upgrade them to a version 3 for free. He's no longer selling the older revisions, and the version 3 has been tested by him, by multiple other people. The version 3 cannot zap any GameCubes. There's no more fried GameCubes from the version 3, which is nice. So I do have to give it up to him. He, he made it up to people. I don't know if he replaced GameCubes or not. I, I have no idea. Um, all I know is that he saw there was an issue with his product, he was willing to replace it for others, uh, and he made those revisions and changes in his new one, uh, which I respect that. So, that's really where it comes down to. Again, I, I probably talked about that for the past five or six minutes or something, but that's when it comes down to. If you want to get a solution right now, just look at the history of the two, look at how they're manufactured, and judge. Is it worth me saving $50 or should I spend that extra $50? Or should I just not spend any money because I'm going to emulate my game, like my GameCube games or I'm going to play them on my Wii with component. But this is, you know, if you're, if you're of that, if you're trying to do that there. <laughs> oh man. Oh, the last thing I want to talk about here, last thing I want to talk about is keto. So this is my first day of keto. This is a diet that I'm trying. So I have tried, I haven't tried an explicit diet before. I've done calorie counting and exercise and those have worked to their own degrees, but this is the first time I've ever done something that was, you know, like, you know, let's say, uh, no sugar or no carbs or no fat or anything else. I've never done a, I've never had a diet where you ax out something explicitly. And what keto is, is it is a low, very, it's a high fat, low carb diet. So this has been fun to explain to people, but I'm trying this out uh, because this thing works. Like from what I've seen, it works for everyone. I have uh, one of my coworkers, you know, a few months ago, he got onto it and he's been looking better. Uh, another one of my coworkers, he's actually the one, the second coworker, he is the one who pushed me to do it. He didn't say a damn thing. I just saw this guy and I was like, what the hell happened? Because uh, he... Yeah, he's, you know, an older middle-aged guy. No, that's kind of... Sick. Okay, he's he's a middle-aged dad, like typical middle-aged dad. You know, he was, you know, fine enough, but he was kind of pudgy, all that stuff. But one day I saw him, he turned around and 
he looked like almost like a different person. And it was mainly in the face that you could really tell. But of course, you could tell like the rest of his body had definitely slimmed down. So next time I saw him that day, I just asked like, hey, did you lose weight? And he's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been losing weight. I've lost 50 pounds. And I was like, really, what have you been doing? He said, I just, I've been watching what I eat, you know, um, I'm on a diet right now. I'm just doing no carbs. And I asked, wait, are you doing keto? And he said, yes. So I synced up with him later. It was like a few days later, I asked him, I was like, hey, could you give me any tips on this? Do you have any literature? Because I'm going to be straight up. I've, I've been looking it up on my own. I'm going to seriously do it now. And you are the reason why. Like, you might not think so, but like you, I've seen other people and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. I might do it. But you are the reason, like I saw you and I'm just like, okay, I have to do this now. Like I have to give this a try. This looks awesome. <laughs> so, uh, he, he, you know, he laughed about that. He was flattered by it. He gave me a bunch of documentation on it as well too, but he was so excited telling me about everything with it. And so in short, the way it works is bodies right now, like if you just eat like a normal person, your body is burning up carbohydrates. So, you know, sugars and like any of that other stuff, like really just carbohydrates. I was going to say fiber, but it's like, yeah, fiber will help out, but you know, any type of sugar and stuff, that's what your body is burning up. So you get your protein, you get your carbs and you get your fat in everyday meals. So what keto does is it acts out of one of those you are trying to starve yourself of carbohydrates, but you're not starving yourself. You can still eat fat and you can still eat protein, but you just can't eat carbs. So um, no regular soda, no candy, limited fruits, I would say. Um, I mean, chocolate's going to go in there, of course, like with the no candy thing. Uh, and there's just a, a bunch of a bunch of junk that you can't have anymore, which that's, that's fine. Um, but then even like, of course, there's a lot of chemically things like, uh, anything with, I'm trying to think on this, what corn syrup, that was it. I saw it in my cupboard today and I explicitly remember that I couldn't have it, but you know, corn syrup, you can't have bread. You can't have, uh, many fried things so like French fries, potatoes. You can't have, uh, anything that has major carbohydrates in it you can't have my limitation is i am allocating myself 20 net carbs a day net carbs are essentially take your carbohydrates from a meal subtract the fiber grams from it and that's what you have so let's say you eat a meal where it has seven grams of carbohydrates but five of those grams are fiber so you're eating a meal that is two net carbs, which is fine because fiber, you can eat as much as you want to, and it's it's going to be okay on this diet. Uh, but the thing is, it, it sounds silly and it sounds kind of like crazy. You have to give all that stuff up and kind of disappointing too. Like I love bread. I love sweet stuff. I, I love my fries. You know, I, I love stuff like that. May, maybe you all can look at me and be all like, yeah, hell yeah, you love that. And I'm not, I'm not obese by any means. I am technically, by technical standards, I'm overweight. I would say I would call myself, you know, a kind of pudgy. I don't think I'm like fat. Like I'm not, I'm not looking like Boogie 2988 out here who, by the way, after his surgery months later is looking, he is looking like a whole new person and I'm not considering surgery either, but it's because <laughs> I'm, I am not at that point, but I'm just at a point where I'm not happy with, you know, how with my weight. And I'll just put that out as is like, I am exercising again. So that's been nice. Uh, I have been, you know, calorie counting and such here. Um, but I just, I just want to lose weight. That's what it is. So what your body does is again, uh, 
you have to starve it of those carbohydrates. So you say, yeah, I can eat fat, I can eat protein. And it's not, it's also another thing I have to say is it's not like you can just pig out as much as you want to. No, no, no. You still have limits, but because you're eating so much protein, because you have to eat like a lot of meat and stuff, because all meat, like fish, chicken, pork, beef, all that stuff, no carbs. So load up on meat. Uh, deep, green, rich vegetables, load up on that stuff as well too. Broccoli, celery, I'm sure, spinach. I had spinach today. It was delicious. All that stuff. Um, there's some carbohydrates on, in there, but you can kind of pig out on that a little bit. So you can eat all that. Like my, my meals today, let's see. <laughs> like I like this morning I had bacon and eggs. And then for dinner, I guess, because I didn't have lunch because we had breakfast late today. But then for Brenner, let's say that, uh, I ended up having steak with, um, what the hell was it? Uh, with spinach. And it was great. But, oh man, so far... I'm already feeling the side effects of kind of like loading into this. I've been very thirsty today. I'm a little bit tired. I'm kind of headachey as well too. So I think the keto flu is coming on. And that's what happens when your body's kind of switching over. Because the first day or two, your body's going to be all like, okay, all right, you're, uh, you're not eating carbs. What's going on? Uh, you know, I'm not hungry. And you seem to be eating food, so that's good, but uh, you're not eating eating your carbs. We kind of need those. And then when keto flu happens, that's when you just kind of feel like a bit sickly. You might be sore. You might lose... Um, you, you just might like might lose your way a little bit. Like you might feel hazy. You're just not going to feel proper. You might just feel sick for like one or two, hopefully no more than three days. That's what I'm actually looking forward to because that means that something is going to be happening here. That is your body now switching over to say like, all right, all right, I don't know what the hell is happening, but this dude is refusing to eat carbs and we can't burn these things up anymore because he's not giving them to us. So what's another energy? What's another form of energy? What's something else that we can use? What's so what, fat? Fat. This dude, I don't know what the hell's going on, but he's eating so much fat. We got to switch gears, body. Come on, come on. I know we've been burning carbs for the past like 40 years, but we got to switch over. We got we got to start burning fat now. And now at that point, that's when all the fatty foods that you've been eating are now getting burned up. And on top of that, you're now burning fat that is on your body because that is what your body is now switched over to do. And that is when you are in ketosis. Now, ketosis is, the downside to that is it's a state. And what I mean by that is there's no such thing as, oh, I'm just going to do a little bit of keto or I'm just going to kind of dip my toes into keto. No, when when you're doing keto, you have to stick with it. Like, you can't eat good all day, like eat properly all day. And then at the end of the day, like before you go to bed, be all like, all right, now I'm going to eat like, you know, six Oreos because I've been good. I've been eating according to the keto diet all day. You cannot do that. You cannot do that, unfortunately, because your body is set to that state. It is either burning carbs or burning fat. And when it's burning fat, that's when you're in ketosis. When it's burning carbs, that's when you're out of ketosis. So if you blow over your limit, your body is just going to come right out of ketosis and you're going to start burning carbs again. The nice thing is once you initially go through all the growing pains and stuff, which it could take a few days, it could take a few weeks. But once you do that initial process of you know, shedding, like re retraining your body and getting it switched over to start burning fat properly. 
Once you do that, if you sleep, slip out of ketosis, it's much easier to get back in there. Uh, I know one of my coworkers, he was saying that he he slipped up one day because he ate a cookie and it blew him over his limit, but he just ate strict keto for two days. He got back r- right back into ketosis. So if anybody's kind of looking into it and they're like, yeah, maybe I'm going to try it a little bit. Like I'll try it on Saturday, just on Saturday and see how I feel. And then on Sunday, I'll go back to it. That is not possible at all. You have to eat keto. You have to eat low carb until you get into ketosis. And then once you're there, you have to maintain your ketosis. You have to do that. I don't want to sound like an expert on here. (laughs) I'm just a person who's done, you know, a bit of research on that. And I've spent a bit of money on food, but that's why I wanted to talk about this as well too. The reason why I'm I'm happy and I'm excited about all this is because I've been looking into it for the past week and a half, two weeks or so, and I even set a date. I'm just like, okay, on and today's the day, actually, on April 22nd, keto day, that's it. So April 21st, that's the last day I can eat anything, like literally anything. After that, I have to limit myself. So like, you know, like yesterday, for example, I had this like aloe drink that I really enjoy. I end up drinking that. Uh, I had some chocolate. We end up going and we got like some nougat and some other stuff. I had sushi that was paid for as well too by one of my friends. Uh, so I was even scheduling stuff for last week explicitly. Like people were saying, Hey, you know, let's go out to eat or let's do this or let me take you out to eat. And I'm like, all right, we have to do it this week because next week I'm going to have to adhere to this diet. So (laughs) you can still, there's a lot of stuff that you can still eat if you go out, but like you might have to eat salads or let's say if you get a burger, you're going to have to get like either a lettuce bun or you're going to have to not have the buns with it. You have to do give and take on there, but it's completely possible to still go out and eat and be adhering to your keto diet. So this week I am staying strict with it. And the way I'm doing it is today I actually ended up doing, and like my girlfriend was awesome and helped me out with it. But we end up doing a uh, like a meal prep cook. So I end up finding a one week keto guide online. Uh, if you follow it, you cook enough food for six days to sustain you six days. So I end up cooking uh, a bunch of chicken, this uh, onion, pepper and beef mix. And then there's uh, broccoli and all of them as well too. Every morning I'm going to have some eggs, some bacon. Uh, I also end up getting this, uh, keto G. I believe that's what it is. Like this, this shake essentially where it just comes in powder form. You could take two scoops, you put it in water, you shake it up. Uh, and then it, People say it tastes like a chocolate shake or it tastes like a chocolate frosty from Wendy's. Uh, But you drink that and that's also another thing as well. I also got almonds. I just, I've spent not like tons and tons of money, but I've spent a good amount of money to dedicate to this. So that was the other thing too. I'm like, you know what? No, I have a date set in mind. I've done my research and I've spent my money. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I, I have to do this because I'm, I'm invested. Time and money has been invested in this already. So now I have to do this. It's kind of like my gym membership. I on purpose did, you know, a certain membership where like I had to pay not a little bit more, but like I had to stick to a contract. So I was like, okay, there. So now I can't back out of this. If I decide to stop going to the gym for a week, I'm going to feel really shitty because that's just money that I'm wasting that I'm actively paying for. And I have to pay for (laughs) that's kind of how I work on that at least. So if I'm paying for it, I have to do it. I have to utilize it more water here. But I have been feeling today. uh, I've been feeling kind of headachy. As I said, I've been feeling tired. I've been extremely thirsty. All good signs of me going, you know, 
I don't think I'm getting the keto flu here, but hopefully this week I'm going to feel a little bit sickly. I, it sounds so weird saying that. I have never hoped for a sickness. And it's not a true sickness. It's just a body state, a body change. But that's more when you feel like that's what's going to happen. The only, not even a fake success, failure, I would say, but the only downside I found to this is there's been like, well, the only not success story there, I'll say that. The only one I found recently has been, well, recently ever that I've read has been one person who was saying they were like posting up on the keto subreddit and they said, hey, so uh, I'm just wondering what's going on. Like I got on keto and I did the keto flu and I got over that and then I lost eight pounds and I felt good and I'm not losing weight and it's been like two or three weeks and I'm not really losing anything. Uh, and I'm just wondering what's going on. Like how long is this supposed to last? Is this normal? Uh, if, if it matters at all, I've kind of gotten a little bit lazy with logging and tracking my food and everyone was just immediately like, Hey, you answered your own question. You asked, why am I not losing weight? You said you're not tracking your food anymore. Start tracking your food again. And you're going to do that. So that's also what I've been doing for a while because I said, I've been calorie counting. I've been tracking my food, you know? So fun times on that fun times, but either way I was able to meal prep. So, you know, for the next six days, I have all my meals all sorted. I have my almonds all stashed up and, uh, portioned and rationed and everything as well. Uh, so I've measured everything out. You know, I made sure it's like, Hey, I'm going to have my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner covered. I'm going to have my snacks covered. Uh, and then I have two snack options. I have, you know, my almonds that are available that you can eat those. And the other thing is that keto shake I talked about. And final thing I forgot to mention on that as well, too. Apparently that shake, it can also help you get into ketosis faster. I don't know how that is yet. I haven't tasted it yet, but it smelled delicious. And that's the other thing, too. When you're on keto, as I said at first, sounds horrible. Like, you know, no bread, no potatoes, no crazy sugars, no candy. There's a lot of fruit that you just won't really be able to consume. But then you start looking at it and you're like, wait a minute. So I have to eat a lot of meat. This assuming you're eating meat, like you're, you're a meat eater. It's like, I have to eat a lot of meat and I have to use cheese. Like it's encouraged because you know, you need to get your fat numbers up. Uh, and you know, I have to like, it's better to put butter on there and mayonnaise. So it's like, wait a minute. I'm going to be eating really well. Like all the stuff I'm going to be eating is going to be delicious. And that was kind of my reaction to it. So yeah, no, that's, that, that's been it so far. First day, as I said, I've actually, I've eaten a lot less than what I was need to. And that's the other thing. Last thing I'll cover on, on this topic. Everyone has told me that they kind like you will struggle to eat to hit your limits sometimes because let's say you're supposed to be eating 16 or 1700 calories a day because you're eating so much protein you might be at like 1400 calories for the day and you're perfectly fine like right now let me see how much i've eaten today so if i want to lose weight i'm supposed to be eating i'm just gonna round it down i'm supposed to be eating like 1700 calories today i've eaten less than 1400 calories and I am extremely full, <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be eating anything else tonight because I'm I'm a little bit tired and uh, I'm I'm just I'm really thirsty. That's what it is. But again, those are all good signs of what's to come. So that's been about it so far. Hopefully, you all have enjoyed this episode of Mario's Minute. I'm happy that I was able to keep it under an hour. That was actually kind of a secret goal I wanted to do, see if I could keep it under an hour. So uh, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. This will be down below in the comments on YouTube. Again, you can find this on all other fun podcasting platforms as well. 
And Daniel had this good idea. He he kind of gave a keyword to put at the end here to see if you all made it to the end. So if you made it to the end, and if you are on YouTube, uh, let me know what you think of God of War. Uh, do you think it looks cool? Have you played it? Have you not played it? Do you not have any history with the series? Are you not interested in it? Let me know. Just I, I want to know your thoughts on God of War specifically. And if, if you tell me those, I will know that you've made it to the end of this episode. So thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Mario's Minute. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Again, I'm your host, Mr. Mario 2011. And uh, until next month, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting about God of War.